This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tom Verducci, um, heralded baseball writer. Mm-hmm. I guess he wrote about this whole Carlos Correa chaotic situation, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't get a chance <laughs> to way, read all that. Can I, sorry. How weird was it? That John Heyman broke the story because he he had to get that scoop and be like, "Okay, guys, I'm not doing this. Not again. funny. Not cool, guys. Not cool." Because when because you know who I learned the news from? Huh. Obviously, yeah, you probably will guess you. No. I woke I woke up to work this morning and I was like, "I'm why is the whole first segment written? <laughs> what the hell happened?" So I'm trying to track who broke the news. John Heyman and I'm. John and I'm Damn like, no Heyman. way. There's no <laughs> way he's the one who go to his account and I'm following it. And there's the tweet. And I can't imagine the pit in his stomach when he hit send on that tweet. <laughs> Poor Just guy. knowing you've Poor you, guy. you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to tweet it. I thought that was tremendous. But Poor guy. Damn. Um, but Verducci wrote a, a story. I'm going to read it later uh, about the whole chaos. Mm-hmm. And there was just a little excerpt real quick where it says that um, Correa had already gotten dressed for the press conference yesterday when he learned it wasn't happening. How embarrassing. Wow. How do you sign with the San Francisco Giants with this group? It, 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 how do you even take their call? I don't think you do, man. If you're anybody. This is, this, is, this is professionally damaging for that franchise. They've uh, people thought I was, you know, uh, just being knee jerk or whatever. You know me, Damien. I don't call for people's jobs. I don't do that. That's not my bag. They've Farhan's got to go, and if those guys aren't going to sell, then we're, you know, in hell anyway. But Farhan's got to got to go if this was part of his decision. And like I said during the break, if this wasn't his decision, if they overrode what he wanted to do, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Or you got to pay me yep. a whole yep. lot to take all the, the darts that, that yep. you guys are, are allowing me to take right now. This is damaging. If Carlos Correa's leg doesn't fall off in the next year and a half, I don't know how they recover from this. Like, there has to be something horrifying in those medicals. And early indications are there very much is not. There, there it, it, what it feels like, is, and, and, and I don't know, you know way more than I do, is that there's probably something in the physical, which I believe this is probably true for every professional athlete. Mm-hmm. There's something in the physical that if you wanted out of the deal, you could point to it. Mm-hmm. And you could say, 
by our standards, you didn't pass this physical. Right. Um, the fact that he's Carlos Correa and he was able to go out there and get a comparable deal seconds later it isn't a big deal. It's a far bigger deal if you're a a, a lower tier team, a lower tier player whose market may dry up for that specific player. How the players' association would react to that, I'd be really, really curious to see. Mm-hmm. I doubt there's any players' association involvement with this, and, 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 and if there is, it's probably minimal. But this is bad, bro. Yeah. I, I mean, this is bad and, for the San Francisco Giants. And, and I say this, and I, I'm I'm being dead serious. I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm being dead serious when I say. If they would have signed Correa and say he got hurt three months into the first season or he wasn't performing, you would not hear me say a word about the Giants because you we can't control what happens yeah, yeah. after the contract is signed. All, right. All you can do is put the best product out there that you think that you can put out there. And if they went after it, signed Correa, and he wasn't any good, yeah, that sucks. But you won't hear me on these airwaves talking about, oh, the Giants or this and that, this and that. They went and tried it. They tried it. Anybody, I shouldn't say anybody, a lot of people were going to give him $300 million. You guys did it. I'm not going to blame you for signing a guy that was looking like a franchise guy and it didn't work out. I won't do that. I will blame you for this, though. I will blame you for not getting the job done and then not only not getting it done, but one of the most – can you remember something like this in all sports? How ridiculous is this? You know, I was trying to – I was trying to recall – one and I couldn't. I tried to like Google one and didn't know how to search this. <laughs> so I no, I, I off the top of my head, I cannot think of anything like this. The only thing that comes close, there's two things, and this isn't even this is the player, not the organization. It was and and or the person. It was um, Belichick with the Jets, right? The, the, yeah. The, the, well, there's Josh McDaniels in the. Colts also, where he did yeah, he like yeah, took kinda, the Colts yeah. job, yeah, and then didn't, yeah, and then changed his mind, yeah. Um, Belichick was, yeah, it was the same thing. Belichick with the Jets went back to the Patriots. Um, DeAndre Jordan, you know, saying he was going to sign with the Jordan, Mads, yeah, going back or whatever. But once again, all of that is player greatest, size coach, greatest NBA Twitter day in history. It was phenomenal. Shout yeah. out to Paul Pierce. Um, Still trying boy, to figure out how that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all that was player, coach, driven. I've never seen a team do this. I can't think of a team saying, we're going to sign you this. And it, it, once again, this isn't uh, Evan Longoria. All right, This isn't some under-the-radar. No, no. This is a premier signing. Yeah. We're going to sign you, yeah. and we're going to leave you dressed in the hotel, ready for the press conference. And then pull the rug under from you. This is a good one from John Poles. Again, it doesn't it doesn't fit. Didn't Kenny Atkinson get the Hornets oh, job yeah, this yeah, year? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Absolutely. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a good call, John. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Once again, player coach, coach drill. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen an organization do that to a player or a coach. It's gonna be tough for them to rebound. These guys man. gotta go. It's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be tough. I saw Sass asked, um, would this situation be worse than a uh, more damaging than 16-year playoff drought? One thing that you forget, and I don't know if Sass is being snarky or sassy, if sure, you will. Sure he is. But, no, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Whatever. But it's, it's, it's fair to bring up the 16-year playoff drought because part of that drought is organizational mismanagement. Mm-hmm. And this organization did a lot of damage to itself. Mm-hmm. Um, in their relationship with agents and, 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 and other teams around the league. And I, 
my opinion, anyone closer to the situation who wants to dispute it can. I think the healing process in that started with Scott Perry. Mm. I think it started there because of the relationships that he had around the league. Probably stalled out for a little while, and I believe it's in the best shape that it's been in in a long time. I still don't think it's perfect, by the way, Mm-mm. but I think it's in the best shape that it's been in for a long time. And one of the things that's really going to help that is, I know a lot of people were, were, were talking about this, but the, the fact that the, the, the DeMontis Sabonis trade hmm. has worked out so well for the Sacramento Kings, I think that that's going to, no matter how many times the guy in Indiana is asked about the deal, it still looks good for Sacramento. And those types of things help moving forward. So Seth is right. It's damaging, and it takes time to rebuild. But this, this could cut your legs off. And Scott Boris being the most powerful agent in in, in the sport, it's tough. You always do what's in the best interest of your client, Yeah. right? And a lot of times, the best interest of your client, it's, it's sometimes it's situation. More times than not, it's money. Like yeah. Scott Boris isn't going to refuse their call. But he's never going to be the first call, or that the Giants are never going to be the first callback. Not with that group. And there, mm-hmm. and there, there's a couple of differences with this. And mind you, I, I'm a Giants fan. I'm Giants. You are Giants. I'm yes, Giants indeed. out here. That's a new shirt, right? Casey. <laughs> no, absolutely. I am Giants. I need that one, even if it's a one-on-one. We'll I do it. We'll one. do it in the I'm I am, Giants. What, what was Will's movie called? I am Legend. We'll do it in the I am Legend. There, faucet. It, I am Giants. Say, You're not Giants. I'm Giants. That's that, that works right? with me. Um. But even in, in those situations, and I'll, I'll cape for Uncle V here, and I'll even cape for the Maloose. The Maloose were incompetent because they were broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they had it and they weren't trying to spend it. They were broke. Yeah. Uncle V, Vivek Ranadive, has made a number of bad decisions. Being cheap isn't one of them. I think the guy's still paying three coaches right now. Is that true? Luke, well, Alvin's on the staff, like in in the organization, and Mike Brown. Like, it, yeah, well, he's definitely paying Luke. That's for sure. He's playing Vlade. <laughs> he's, paying he's playing Vlade. Luke and Vlade. He's yeah. playing two general managers. Yeah, he's like, playing. He's paying Alvin. Just we just take a freaking job for God's <laughs> sakes. And and Alvin's job is very much to walk around and look tremendous. That, right. And right. And 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 he, that boy looks smooth. Look, I and, say, he's a grown man. And I, I, Alvin. Alvin looked like he ain't got a care in the world. Alvin chilling. Got- <laughs> Alvin chilling right now. Got his Gucci shoes on. Like my man looked like two hundred million dollars. He, he chilling right now. But I say all that to say, to me, to me at least, being cheap has never been Vivek's issue. Vivek, if he has it, two chains, the original single, it's mine. I spend it. Yeah. You know what I mean? These guys, these guys in San Francisco. You've got the ownership that that rather I'm not even going to get into it, but he'd rather give his money elsewhere than to spend on the baseball team. And then you got the Excel spreadsheet guru Mm -hmm. who wants to tell me about the VORP instead of talking about uh, running bases and defense and pitching. Gonna have to disinfect that mic by the show's over with that that VORP. What do you have against Excel spreadsheets? Nothing. I like Excel. You know, I taught myself how to use an Excel, Excel spreadsheet. Excel is a hard-ass app to use. I, I, I taught myself. I kind of forgot it all. I had to learn it for this job I was applying four years ago. And I had it down, but obviously haven't worked on it. So now I'm just, you know, trying to make it. 
Yeah, Try I to just, make it. Just go to Word. Actually, I do know how to do Excel. I do some some mapping out of stuff. We so don't even use it. What is this? We call we we use this is this called is a Google Sheet. It's Google something. Google Sheets. That's their version of Excel. Uh, I don't know because you can't like do some. That's crazy. That's subtract, that's what Excel. That, like I have a, <laughs> I've had the same. I have this this donation Excel sheet. So when I like my tax guy put it together. And so like when you, when you donate something like the cost of it and it, it, it immediate, and then you put the percentage of, cause you can like, it's only worth like, it, it can't be worth any more than 25% of the value. Mm-hmm. And he has all those figures like put into the mm-hmm. spreadsheet. If I ever lose that spreadsheet, I'm screwed. <laughs> like there's like 10 years worth of donations on that spreadsheet. Cause I don't know how to start another, like I just start a different tab uh-huh. because it keeps the same, it keeps the same like equation. That's yeah. a, that's a, that is a program yeah, I never. The equation thing is crazy. It's it crazy. is. It's wild. I, I kind of have. Then they all add up at the bottom. Like, yeah. Oh, I, actually, I know how to do that. Actually, I do know how to do that. I know Excel a little. Well, I know where I'm going if, <laughs> if if I ever lose my. It's like ever lose my you, sheet. You put E shift E five lost E6, me already. E seven E eight equals some something like that. Yeah, you lost. You lost but me yeah, already. man, uh, the 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 spreadsheet guru, man. I don't know how I don't know how you you sign anybody with this guy around. We got to talk. Um, I want to talk Western Conference. Uh, mm, it's a, getting crazy. There's a new top team in the Western Conference. Man. It changes nightly, uh, and we also uh, got to pay tribute to Franco Harris, who oh, passed away uh, this morning. We'll talk about that. Uh, and Joe Davidson coming up here on Sacramento Sports Leaders, Steve and KC. On ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Uh, Joe Davidson set to join us coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Mitch going to join us right now. Always hey. love to hear from my brother Mitch. 916. Oh, wait a minute. Nah, I don't know if I want to hear from Mitch today. All right, man. Whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever, man. Whatever. 916-909-1320. I can't. I told um, him they could do it today. I told him they could do it. So, all right, man. Whatever, man. Mitch, what's what? on? what's on your mind, buddy? 
What's happening in California, guys? At least you got California, and it's not that cold. We're going to get rain in the next two days. So uh, the Giants are uh, a tightwad. It's cheap. <laughs> I, mean, I think now that you got to say the Dodgers have a better offseason, at least they made moves. Uh, what you get, they J.D. Uh, Martinez? That's, that's all you got, right? Or did you get a pitcher, too? You got Noah Syndergaard, I think, right, too? Yeah. Who'd you, take? Who'd you sign? You you take Noah in the Hanager. Hanager. Mitch, like I said, you guys can do this today. You can do it today. The, the Giants absolutely deserve it. They deserve all of it. Goddamn oh Hanager. God. No disrespect to Hanager, but come on, man. i never seen a move. Uh, like, cry. I mean, Indian givers. They're the biggest Indian givers. Oh, wow, Mitch. Now that come Mitch. on, Mitch. Mitch. We arrive in this country. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Mitch. I know Mitch is from a different culture, but nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. And blame it on Jesse. Mitch is on the phone, wants to talk Giants. Nah, nah, nah. It's nah, my man. fault. I never, I, I really never know what he's going to say, nor when he says it, do I understand. Yeah. Did you see he but talked about, you know, it's going to be raining. I think it's going to, like, get out of control over the weekend. Here? No. Oh, In there. the East Coast. Uh-huh. But from, like, because I checked on Sunday. Sunday to, like, tomorrow, <laughs> the weather in New York has the same numbers as Sacramento. It's did crazy. You, did you see, uh, I think it was Field Yates tweet out the temperatures for some of the football games? No, this, most, I know. The, most, aren't the Bears in a in a crazy one? Most of them had like negative. No, well, not most of them. There were there was like a negative eleven in there, a negative seven. Oh I think there was, I think there was a four somewhere to be found. Jeez. Yes, it's rough. Uh, speaking of uh, football, there uh, great work by the schedule makers setting up the Raiders and the Steelers this weekend for the fiftieth anniversary mm. of the Immaculate Reception. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Franco Harris won't be a part of that celebration. As we wow. learned, he passed away this morning. Damn, man! I, I heard that uh, on my way into the studio, man, and I was, you know, I was just kind of taken aback by that. I, was, I didn't expect that. I know last week when they were, um, you know, they had all the games on. Well, you know, they had the games on Saturday, not a bunch of them, but mm-hmm. three. They were really promoting that a lot, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, 50th anniversary of the. Macklin reception, you know, they play each other. That's, that's going to be pretty pretty cool. Um, and then a couple of days before that, you know, to hear to hear this news. Anytime to hear this news. Yeah, for know. those who aren't aware, it's literally, it's two days away. Yeah. The 50th anniversary is two days away. And yeah. it's something that will never, ever happen again in professional football. Hmm. Where a play is made and there is no angle to verify what they say happened, mm-hmm. happened. There is not a single camera view that shows Franco Harris catching that ball. That's crazy, man. What they have two cameras at the the, the game? I've seen. I think there's there's, there's yeah. Th- there's the side, the front. The side camera doesn't move. Right. The side camera is focused thing, in yeah. the back. It's still it's still in the backfield. There's the view from behind him, mm-hmm. and I think it's the NFL Films who has the view in front of him. Mm-hmm. Not one of them show him catching the ball. None of them. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my – I had the pleasure of talking to Fred Bolitnikoff uh, back uh, on, on, a, on, a, on a previous lifetime uh, with Ken Rudolph, as a matter of fact. Shout out, Ken. And, man, was he and, – and I think there's this – is uh, 
there's this bond over that that game, which is going to make and you know it, it, obviously it's going to be an emotional weekend now. But it, it this group really has a tight knit bond because we were talking to Fred, who's just the nicest human being in the world. Mm-hmm. Hey, you ever you ever just go up to Franco and go, bro? I know you didn't catch it. Just admit <laughs> it, and <laughs> without missing a beat, every time I see him. I demand that he tells me he didn't catch the ball. <laughs> I know he didn't catch the ball. We know he didn't catch the ball. Everybody in that stadium knows he didn't catch the ball. It's 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 just the it's the it's the best thing. Like I absolutely love it. Uh, and and yeah, it's certainly it, it's one of the most iconic plays in oh, NFL for sure. history. Well, one of the one of the great endings in the history of sports. Again, because uh, you can't prove it actually happened. Which right. again, today you can't um, you can't imagine yeah. a situation like that. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's it is a, an all timer. You know for. Um, sports history buff like myself and i know how you were as well i mean that's something you learn early oh on, yeah is, is, is that play right there you know ironic something i learned about um maybe a couple of years ago or whatever is, and this is why i always talk about like i know things are upsetting you know sports wise and you know you lose games bad calls and stuff like that i remember i think it was eddie Sutton, old oklahoma state coach who actually coached at usf <laughs> At the end of his career. Crazy. Um, that didn't go well. But he, he said, you know, at the end of the day, when all your games and everything is said and done, it all balances out. Bad calls, bad losses or whatever. I say all that because I think the Raiders got away. Somebody would know, maybe Ramsey, maybe Dr. David. Either a year before, I think it was like a year or two later, in the playoffs, the Raiders got away with something egregious with like clock management and spotting the ball and all this other stuff and they won a playoff game that they shouldn't have won. I forgot exactly what it was, but I learned this a couple of years ago. And when I learned that I said, Oh, they can shut up about the macular reception. Because well, they got one. But here here's the the, the 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 true credit goes to Franco Harris though. Oh, he if, didn't miss a stride. Because if he didn't catch it <laughs> He didn't miss a stride. He it's the greatest sell job in history. <laughs> yeah. It is the absolute greatest sell job in history. Didn't miss a strike. Just kept going. Acted like he was supposed to be doing this. Yeah. So if that ball grazed the ground, none of us will. There's one guy that knows, and we'll never know now. The world may never know. Indeed. As we welcome in our brother Joe Davidson, who is who's on the road. The car's not moving, so he's playing it safe. <laughs> Joe, look at that sunshine behind him. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no airbag. I'm good. That was just a reminder. Do not do, not do radio and drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, take a look at this. I'm uh let's see, see do you see Moral Rock back there? So you know uh, we oh, I was just about that. to say, uh Joe, where I'm at, where we're at, it is cloudy. That yeah. is not where you're at right now. A lot of yeah, sunshine. Yeah, I seventy one degrees down here. I'm down here visiting my stepmother, um uh, Francis and my last remaining parent and uh, you know, I just want to appreciate her and she's in good health and, you know, good to get away here. And, yeah. um, you know, I think you guys will appreciate this. I'm doing this from the car so I don't pick up all this extra noise and all that. Plus, with the windows all rolled up, it probably sounds like a studio. <laughs> you sound, you sound terrific. Yeah. Sounds good. From Damien's spaceship, you can turn that into a studio as well. That's what they say. He, I don't know why he does this, Joe. He literally has a newer version. Like I, I don't know. I don't know why. Why has Kenny always been like this? Back when you met him in high school, did you know 
one day he's going to be a giant pain in the ass to Damian <laughs> Barling. Did you know? Did you see those traits in him back then? Clearly, clearly, yeah. Uh, yeah. his mother warned me about yeah. behavior. Um, she says, "I'm so glad he's going away to college, uh, but, but he's probably going to come back at some point, and then you know he's always going to be." Uh, but Ken, Kenny's our problem. He's, he's our society problem. Uh, I love y'all, man. I love my city. I love my people, man. I love y'all, man. I love y'all. Hey, hey, Coach- hey, good segment before we veer off. Good segment on Franco Harris. How stunning. Was that today? That was oh, very it, it, it just, just days away from that 50th yeah. anniversary, and and what a wow! You know these football legends that we grow up with—they're they're not supposed to die. They're supposed to live to 100 yeah. at least. And so I, I, I think football just got cheated out of more Franco Harris, and uh, he certainly loved to talk about the immaculate reception. And I think you guys are right, boy. He sold it. If it did skip off yeah. anything, it's also going 100 <laughs> miles an hour. But um, you know, it's a uh, you think about how technology has changed today. We'd have nine different camera angles mm-hmm. then limited. Yeah. So we don't know. And yeah. reviews. Yeah. And I also had this moment like, yo, 72 doesn't feel old to me. No, man. It doesn't. No. He, he, he shouldn't have passed away. No. And he's been active and he's yeah. been a lot of interviews for these uh, documentaries. And, yeah. you know, the media all, all, all through Pittsburgh's probably had a lot of pieces run um, or, or in the can ready to run them with Franco Harris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so, know, the, yeah. the other crazy thing about that, I think uh, I heard it from uh, 49ers announcer Greg Papa. He was, he was talking about it. Um, and I can't confirm it, but, you know, I'm going to listen to Greg. That was the that was the Steelers' first playoff win, mm. that the Macular reception. Exactly right. Yeah, their first. And then they lost to the seventeen, the eventual seventeen zero Miami Dolphins Mm. uh, in the AFC Championship. So there was greatness uh, upcoming and greatness current uh, meeting. And that's caused us decades of angst because that team went undefeated. Oh, jeez. We have to hear about them year after year after year. (laughs) Exactly right. Best year of football. (laughs) And the the best year of NFL football was was the 1970s. You know, another funny thing about those Steelers, (laughs) I was talking to my barber about this this morning Mm because Terry Bradshaw was on the NFL Network, and he mentioned that he was never a captain, but Franco was a captain. It's like Terry Bradshaw was like the fifth best player on those teams. Bro, he he, he was. He might have been Jimmy Garoppolo. He was. I think he was more Dilfer than Nick Oh, Garoppolo. God. He wasn't oh, that no bad, way. was he? No, you know what? I will argue that Terry Bradshaw's got the greatest arm what? in NFL history. What? Oh, that's a hell of an argument. What? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about a cannon. Just He was a high school national champion in the Javelin. He you His last high school meet. This is why you guys have me on. Like, <laughs> like his, his, his last high school event was the um, – uh, the meet, uh, let's see, what uh, the Golden West Invitational, um, and it was in Sacramento. It's held in Sacramento every year for some 60 years, and he was throwing the javelin back in those days. And, wow. uh, um, but you know, he, he he put his forefinger at the tip of the ball and threw it. It's just it's weird to even imagine that. Yeah. You know, Joe Namath, great arm, Brett Favre, great arm, um. Who we missing you just mentioned the two Jeff, quarterbacks. Dan Marino, the maybe the best. What about yes, what about well, what about Jeff George? Yeah, uh, but Jeff you know, George he, had a uh, cannon. He missed enough where he got flushed out. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell had a cannon too. That's what I heard. Throw seventy yards from his <laughs> knee, for, I, which I never understood. Like if he was on his knee, he'd be down. So why do we care how far he throws the ball when he's on his knee? But they loved it. Yeah. Uh, they loved it. Joe, hey, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask Joe, you, you, I, I know you had a, 
uh, an update, and we finally got some some finalization on the Kiku Parker situation. Yeah, we did, and um, he's cleared. And so to just to refresh really, really quick, Kiku Parker was a three-year varsity starting basketball player at El Camino in the San Juan Unified School District, uh, which has produced some pretty good radio talent over the years as well, from what you understand. Um, and the um, CIF governing body um, declared him ineligible for this season, his senior season, because of a transfer to Grant mm-hmm. um, with the with these uh, suggestion that it was athletically motivated or I'm sorry, I was, he, re- he was recruited over mm-hmm. grant denied it. So they, they get a lawyer involved and they had a hearing um, last week uh, or the week before, and he's been cleared. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and then, and then we had a follow-up story about how um, you know, the San Juan Unified school district mm-hmm. wouldn't let the coach speak. Mamu Rafik, who was accused of, of bullying and, and kicking him off the team and trying to block a transfer. And then they finally let them speak. So I spoke to him and the athletic director, Ron Conklin, um, for an hour on Zoom the other day. And he says, oh, we didn't try to hold it up. We were contacted by the CIF. Hmm. We didn't reach out to the CIF. We did not try to block his transfer. Uh, and the coach also took offense um, Mamo Rafiq, who said, "Hey, I'm a I'm an Afghan refugee. I'm born. I was born in Afghanistan. I've endured racism, so I'm not a racist. This kid was in my family. He was an extension of our family. Coached him since he was in the fourth grade. Um, he also disputes that meltdown when when Coach and, and Kiku Parker barked at each other up in December when he last year when he uh, was um, um, you know when that that falling out. The coach said that the 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 cursing came from the player, mm. and he said, "You're out." You're done with this game. Mm-hmm. And the young man peeled his jersey off. So differences of stories, um, witnesses on both sides. Bottom line is Kiku Parker is playing. Um, you know, El Camino wanted to be heard saying that we did not block any transfer. The CIF approached us and asked us, what, what are you hearing about the speculation? Do you have, uh, you know, so they sent a timeline where they thought he was involved with Grant before he said, you know, before the family said he was. Uh, but, you know, I still believe that, the right thing happened. You know, the yeah. CIF needs to look into this. Schools need to look into, you know, you can't have undue influence. But when the grant people say they didn't do it, he grew up in Del Paso Heights, Kiku Parker, and he always wanted to go there. And now he's going to play in his first game, I think is December 23rd. And, um, you know, so the Parker family's happy. And I'm glad that this, you know, that, that the El Camino coach spoke on the record. He mm-hmm. should be heard, you know, let, mm-hmm. let him say what he had to say. And he thought it was very disappointing um, that, the friendship of the family dissolved like that because I'm not a racist. I'm not a bully. I get fired for that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really interesting. We'll have a story run later today um, and or, or, or in a day or so. And, uh, and I think I'm going to do a bigger feature at some point on why is it, you know, what's up with transfers and, and what's legal and what's not and 30 days set out whole season set outs um, because it's um, doesn't just happen in basketball, but um, I think the right thing has happened. And, and, and the, the CIF, did the right thing in having a hearing. Let's let's find out. And then that's what they concluded. Kiku Parker can play for the Grand Pacers now. You know, and the, the bottom line is is the young man can play and he's able to, you know, go on with the rest of his senior season, and that's the most important thing. I read your your, your article when you, you talked to the El Camino coach, and I'm, I'm not here to disparage him or say I don't believe anything he said. The only thing that I would say is whose idea was it for him not – to say anything and I know you said the the school district San Juan school district but I I would have if I was him I would have had a conversation with them like yo you're doing a disservice to me by not allowing me to come out and say 
we're not doing any of this. The CIF is doing this. We can't control that. If it was up to me, you would play just fine at Grant or whatever. But the fact that they let him linger out there for months about this whole thing, you did a disservice to me, and I'd have a problem with that, that that you tried to put the kibosh on me telling my side, or at the very least, if I had nothing to do with this, being able to say, I don't have anything to do with this. Right, and and it's become common where school districts put gag orders on. You know, you've got to trust your coaches and your athletic administrators to speak. And I don't know if it's a, you know, I know, you know, there's a, a legal process and all that. But but the stories that we had, the two stories on Kiku Parker only had one side. And I mentioned in there, it wasn't lack of reporting or laziness uh, or ignorance or anything like that. And we put in the story that um, the coach and the athletic director weren't, um, you know, could not speak on the record. And then the district finally had a statement, all that. OK, well, that's that stuff needs to be there sooner, just mm-hmm. like the. Up at Yuba City, when River City High School football had its season flushed uh, a couple of months ago for having that mock slave auction, nobody's allowed to talk. When a Delaware football player, and it's 115 degrees back in August, and he collapses, and you know the district puts out a, a mandate: don't talk to the media, um, and they say everywhere. Um, but we've found over the years that when you have an open dialogue, you have a more balanced coverage of what happened. Um, you know, one time where there was enough trust, if that's the right word, was shortly after the Yuba City, you know, uh, River Valley football team with a slave mo- mo- mock auction, and they had to end the season. Um, Del Campo High School football was playing at Vista Del Lago in Folsom, and somebody got into the Del Campo locker room at halftime or, or in the second half and got onto the whiteboard and left racial m- remarks and things like that. And the Folsom Unified School District. Um, athletic director spoke to me right away, and so did the principals of both schools and the football coaches, mm-hmm. because they said let's 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 talk about it. And so we had both sides, and uh, and I, I think they concluded that it was uh, middle age middle school students that snuck in there trying to pull a prank. Not funny, but uh, I that's the point. It's 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 hard to do our jobs when we can't. Well, it's hard to do our jobs thoroughly on top topics like Kiku Parker when we can't get every way to be um be, be allowed to speak, and some of it happens later um you know that's why we're going to do a follow-up i hope everybody can appreciate what an incredible sentence uh their season was canceled because they had a mock slave auction was Jeez. that is a phenomenal sentence to Goodness be gracious. well yeah i thought you were saying the reason i laughed there for a second i thought you were talking about my run-on sentence just now oh no no, no. i'm mean, agree joe we talk for four hours a day we're one long run on that, sentence. that's, a, that's, that's what we, we do that's, that's what we, we do hey joe real quick before i get you out of here basketball season's upon us you know that's, that's my time now now i want to see what's going on man i, I want to see i'm gonna tell you what i want to see right now um you know, I don't know how it's going to get there, but, you know, I'm thinking about April, March at the Golden One Center. I want to see a section final against Modesto Christian and Jesuit where I get a battle between uh, my man Jamari Phillips. I think that's his last name and Modesto Christian against Andre Stojakovic. That's oh, what I want to see. So, that's what um, I want to see. So, so that timeline that Kenny Carraway just gave, Damien gives us an example of what we were talking about earlier. You know, has he changed? No, you know, there, there, there will be no basketball in April and uh, because the season will be over, but no. So the section championships, check this out, Kenny, are now at the end of February. It used to be the first weekend of March, but no, you're right. So um, our number one team is the Jesuit Marauders. Andre Stojakovic is a six, seven 
guard who's committed to Stanford. He's the son of Peja. Um, and this kid is as a, he, he's as one of the most skilled, great players we've ever had around this area. And I saw him the other night against our number two ranked team, no longer number two, Ray Mercano, and he went for 40. Yeah, easy An easy flow of the game. Yeah. didn't dominate the ball so he's terrific um you know and 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 but i in modesto christian they have like 78 kids in the school <laughs> and i think 50 of them play in the basketball program and they've become a national force yeah. uh and so they get um uh, you know they were in the open division last last season yeah. and lost but all their guys are back so they're going to be loaded and um uh, hey speaking of high school real Phillips. quick um I want to, you know, just let people know on SACME.com, we've got a list now of all the high school football kids who signed today. Mm. We have guys uh, going to Stanford and Sac State and, and UC Davis and um, Oregon and Oregon State. So check that out and because um, uh, uh, we could all appreciate anybody getting a scholarship. It's hard to get a Division One mm. FBS or FCS scholarship. Yeah. And you know, 2% of kids in America get full athletic scholarships. So yep. that's why these kids are celebrating it so much on social media. Yeah. It's hey, Joe, for some of these kids. Merry Christmas, man. Go, go enjoy that sunshine behind yeah, you. Man. That's good stuff right there. I'm going to go scale that mountain, you know, that, that, that rock. And uh, if you don't hear from me in about a few hours, call, notify the Coast Guard. Yeah, yeah careful, just Joe. shoot us a text. Just, just, just be careful, just, Joe. Just, just settle down. Yeah. Enjoy the view, okay? How about that? I'll send a text. Send help. Yeah, please, please do. And just leave your phone there on your chest and we'll, we'll, hey, ping this location and go get our brother Joe Davidson. He didn't make it up there. That's great. Hey, happy holidays to you guys. You guys are the best. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate you, my man. That is Joe Davidson right there of the Sacramento Bee. Kind enough uh, to join us here as he's clearly uh, on vacation going ready to. Climb a mountain. Different versions of vacation, for sure. But he's he's gonna go climb a mountain. <laughs> that's gonna. That's not my R and R. Joe was really good at what he did. That's 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 how the paper's gonna start. <laughs> what, Joe what, Davidson was the best. What uh, what, what Birdie say? Goddamn shame what happened to Flip. <laughs> that's it. Uh, I don't know. Just God damn shame what happened to Joe. Moments before scaling the mountain, he was talking to local radio personalities, <laughs> D-Lo and KC. Then <laughs> it will be here. We told him. I mean, the whole chatty house was telling him, Joe, don't do it. Don't do it. Reconsider. <laughs> Read some letter. Yeah, my, man sure. just, my man just trying to go for a hike and enjoy himself, man. Yeah. Great stuff from Joe. I, I did like that. <laughs> I did notice, like, hey, where's Joe? Because I looked out that window there, boy. These do not look the same. No. These no, do not, not look the same. Uh, but the guest list rolls. The the guest list. Not a list. Thank you. I'll learn to speak. Like I'll, I'll get good at this one day. Uh, rolls along as we wrap up with Joe Davidson, Nick Wagner. He's at Forty yeah, Nineers practice. Wait, hey man, did you get Nick's stuff? Nick has not sent me a, okay, a mailing we address. Out. We got it out then. Okay, I'm just checking. I didn't want to. No, we got, got it out. Jammed. He hasn't. He hasn't. It, uh, yeah, I didn't want to get jammed up again. I've been regular. Well, he never asked for anything. No, I, but, I was like, I volunteered. But we've been in regular contact with Nick for a few weeks now, and just times hadn't worked out. A couple yeah. of things. Nick, Nick is very busy. He's at every single practice. He's tweeting about the 49ers right now. He's going to join us when we return uh, here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Zelo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Nick Wagner, 49ers insider for ESPN, is set to join us coming up in just a couple of minutes as he 
Can I get, live at 49 can I get one more from this 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 clown show that's going on on Third and King? Oh no! What now? Apparently, this cannot be confirmed. This isn't a report. Okay. But apparently, the Giants had the Junior Giants, their little kid program, the Junior Giants kids scheduled to ride cable cars with Correa oh, for photo ops. Oh come on, man! I can't confirm this. Maybe somebody's just making a joke, but. If it's not, if that really was scheduled, come on, man. <laughs> the full front office got to go. How is there any likelihood at all that this came from Scott Boris and Carlos Correa? No. None. None okay. whatsoever. Okay. Because number one, the man was dressed, ready for the press. Well, that's yeah, 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 hard to. (laughs) So there's that, and then I think uh, the report was, I think Boris came out today and was like, um, "Yeah, that's I I was waiting to hear from the." He said, "Jesse, did you see it where he said something like, uh, he was like, oh, I was waiting to hear back from the Giants. They Mm -hmm. left me all red. Like they they came up with this little situation a couple days ago, and we were like, all right, we still got time to resolve it, and they." They just left. They didn't say nothing else to them. And we still don't know what the situation actually is. They got cold feet. It wasn't. It, to yeah, me, you can't. It okay. wasn't no. It, to me, it wasn't no. Uh, it wasn't no situation. Nick Wagner never gets cold feet, man. No. He's at the 49ers practice right now. We bring in our man. Uh, 49ers insider for ESPN, Nick Wagner. Nick, you're tweeting an awful lot about Debo Samuel. What's going on out there? Debo playing this weekend? <laughs> no, Debo, Debo is not playing this weekend, but I will say that it seems like things are trending in a, in a positive direction. It was it kind of caught my ear yesterday because Kyle Shanahan uh, was talking about Debo Samuel and this whole idea of, you know, the Niners pushing for the two seed or, are they you know, trying to get players healthy and kind of balance those two things. And Kyle Shanahan said if they were desperate yesterday that, uh, you know, maybe this would have been a potential week for Debo to return and mm-hmm. probably unlikely, but just the fact that, He's already doing that, and then I went out to practice today and saw him doing a little bit of light work on the side. Nothing, nothing special, not, not even really running full speed, but just doing some stuff. Seems like he's trending in a positive direction, so that kind of three-ish week timeline that they gave us seems like it's going to be fairly realistic. And, you know, judging by you know, the way he went off the field um, and just the tackle itself, I mean, when I saw it real time when he got tackled, I said, oh, my gosh, he broke his leg. That was a vicious mm-hmm. uh, roll-up in that situation. But judging, you know, taking all that into account, the fact that, you know, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan could even say something like that, like if it was an emergency, you know, maybe we'd do it. That That's amazing in itself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially with this team where, you know, the guy won't even be listed as an injury guy after the game, and then they come in on Monday and they're out for eight weeks. Like, that's happened That's happened so many times. And so to get actual good injury news that wasn't as bad as first feared is – it's pretty unusual in this league in general, but it's been very unusual for this team. And um, the idea that they can, they have, you know, a little bit of a kind of landing pad here to, to get him back where they are locked into the three seed. And yes, they want to get to the two, but these are winnable games even without him. Um, so you can kind of take your time, get him back and make sure that he's ready to roll for the playoffs, which you already know you're going to be a part of is a huge thing for them. I mean, guys, last year they were, 
hanging by the thinnest of threads going into halftime of week 18. And it wasn't until overtime that they, they, they wrapped up a playoff spot. So having, like I said, having that runway to kind of bring this plane in and try to get guys healthy and be ready uh, for everything that comes with the postseason is, is a huge leg up for them and, and I think critically important for this team. Nick, I've struggled with this question as a, a, a conversational talking point for the last few weeks, and part of it is because, you know, the fact that they're playing with a third-string quarterback, but <laughs> it still lingers in my head. So I'll ask you, are the 49ers the best team in the NFC? I can't go there. Um, I, I think it's close, uh, but I, I – you know what's funny, guys? I, I look at Philly, and I see so many similarities to the 2019 49ers, and obviously they're very different at the quarterback position with a healthy Jalen Hurts, um, and that's the X factor here, right? What is Jalen Hurts' situation? But the way that they're built in terms of they're, they're trying to maul you, run the ball all day long. They want to get after you with the pass rush, play tough defense. Even, even something guys like – the amount of credit that they got, like it took people a long time to believe in Philadelphia. And I think still, even as we sit here today, there are people who are like, Oh, they're not that good. They haven't played anybody. Yeah. It's like they're blowing people out every week, which is what the 2019 Niners were doing. You know, mm-hmm. like it took a long time for people to get on board with that. And so um, I, I just think that that is going to be a really tough test. And it does feel to me though, like these, those two teams are on a bit of a collision course. That's the 49ers and the Eagles. And um, that's a, that's a huge league tough test a tough place to play especially in january if they have to go out to philadelphia but i still would lean in philly's direction but i think the 49ers are right there i just would probably give philly a little bit of an edge based on their quarterback play and a little bit better offensive line as well nick um speaking of the 2019 49ers at one point in time i shouldn't say that i still feel this way but at one point in time that was one of the great 49er defenses we we'd ever seen i mean that that was Mm -hmm. an unbelievable defense and this year's version may be better. I was doing some research uh, earlier in the week. They average the opponents average 15 points a game uh, on the 49ers mm-hmm. right now. I think if I got this correct, in the last 10 years, I think since the 2013 Seahawks, that would be the third best. Only the Patriots mm-hmm. are like 14.8, and that Seahawks team is like 14.9 or something like that. But if they finish the season averaging, giving up 15 points a game, that would be some, some some type of defense that we hadn't seen in a decade. What is it with this team that they, you know, they're getting Kinlaw back and, you know, they got Armstead back, and it seems like they're getting stronger as the weeks go along. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that have kind of made this defense uh, as good or at least in that conversation with the 2019 group. I, I would say they're probably not quite as good up front, the front four, uh, just you take out DeForest Buckner, um, you don't have D Ford, and I know he wasn't healthy for a lot of that, that season, but he was just a, a terror when he was uh, paired with Bosa. But what you have now, first of all, I think you have fully formed Nick Bosa, who's to mm-hmm. me one of the, you know, probably the best defensive player in the league and maybe one of the top five, you know, non-quarterbacks in the league, if, if not higher. Uh, but the thing that stands out to me is, their linebacker play. Uh, they have the best linebacker group in the league, and I'm not really sure it's particularly close, and that's not a knock on, you know, 2019 Dre Greenlaw. It's a compliment to 2022 Dre Greenlaw. Yeah. Like, the guy is playing at an elite level, and you could make the argument that Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are the two best off-ball linebackers in the league this year. Like, that's a, that's a legitimate case that could be made, and um, that doesn't even account for Aziz Alshire, who's a solid player in his own right. So I think that has kind of elevated them to another level where you take basically take away the middle of the field as a no-fly zone, essentially, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't even try to throw there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I think makes a huge difference is 
getting that number one level corner in Charvarius Ward. Uh, Richard Sherman was the only time, and it was in 2019, it was the only time under Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch that they had that guy. And there's a trickle-down effect that comes with that where you can do so many other things and you can roll coverages. But Ward brings an element that even Richard Sherman didn't, and that's his willingness and ability to travel with receivers. You know, he's, he's going man up with DK Metcalf and following him across the formation and things like that. And you can play press man. And all of those things, I think, matter. Um, but when it comes to pass coverage, that has been a real solidifying thing. And the other thing about Trevor is more that he probably doesn't get enough credit for. He's an excellent run defender. You know, mm. all of those guys on that team, when you talk about being in the picture, D'Amico Ryan says that all the time, like, when the ball carrier is brought down, how many 49ers are in the frame when I hit pause? And it is consistently five, six, seven guys. Uh, and I think that is a big part of what they do. And it all starts with those linebackers, and I think it trickles down to everybody else. The 49ers have clinched the NFC West. They're almost certainly no worse than the third, third seed. They can move up. But this is still a sneaky, massive game for the Washington mm-hmm. Commander football mm-hmm. team. And yeah. as great as this defense has been, Nick, and it has been incredible, this looks like an entirely different offense with Christian McCaffrey over the last uh, four, five, six, seven weeks or so. Why is this 49ers team, and maybe it's Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey, why has it turned out to be the perfect marriage? Yeah, I wrote a big piece about that today. So if you're giving me a, if you're teeing me up with a cheap plug, I appreciate it, Dan. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the numbers are striking, and I used starting from week uh, seven weeks ago, which was when he became the starter through that Kansas City game out, just because he was you know kind of limited in that game. But they're seven and zero with Christian McCaffrey as their starting running back. They're averaging about a touchdown, roughly. It's almost eight points actually more per game since he's entered the starting lineup. And then if you look at all the other metrics, it's you know, EPA, if you want to go, like, advanced analytics, EPA stuff, they're way better. Efficiency, offensive efficiency, they're way better. But even just other things, like they've cut down on turnovers. There's all of these different things that he's brought to the table. And I think it's two things. First of all, the production, which we can all see, right? Like, the, you see the, the running stats. You see the, the pass catching, like, the, the ability to line him up all over the place, the versatility. But the other thing is, is, like, I compare it to Steph Curry. It's like we talk about the gravity of Steph Curry, right? Like, the attention that he draws and what it frees up for other people. And Christian McCaffrey brings that too. And I'll just give you guys an example. In Seattle last week, the 49ers, they, they run a play. It was George Kittle's second touchdown, so the 54-yard touchdown to Kittle. Mm-hmm. That play was designed to go to Christian McCaffrey in the left flat. Kyle Juszczyk, the lead blocker out there. And George Kittle was the fourth read on that play, so not mm-hmm. even top three. But as soon as that ball is snapped, Brock Purdy looks to his left to McCaffrey, and there are three Seahawks running towards running towards McCaffrey immediately. And if you watch the tape and you slow it down, Jordan Brooks, the middle linebacker, at one point you can see he has that moment where it's like the, na- the narrator chimes in and says, like, it was at this moment he knew he was screwed, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 he looks, and he looks and he sees the ball just flying over his head and there's no one back there for George Kittle, and he takes it in for a touchdown. And so that gravity is really important. But on top of that, guys, it's gravity that's opening things up for other really good players. It's not just an average Joe. So in that case, let's just use an example. If it's Joe Schmo tied in, that may be a 30-yard catch. He makes the catch and it's a nice game, whatever. Mm-hmm. But with George Kittle, it's two missed tackles, a couple of business decisions, and a touchdown. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's the difference that I think with Christian McCaffrey, there's a trickle-down effect, and he takes that offense to a level where now they can play that complementary football that they always talk about where – the defense gets a stop. The offense goes and gets a score. The special teams pins you back. And all of a sudden, 
the ball is rolling downhill, you're down 17 nothing, and you don't even know where you are in the first quarter is barely even underway. Like, that's, that's kind of who they want to be, and I think Christian McCaffrey is the focal point of all of it. Hey, Nick, you know, you know I couldn't let you get out of here without talking about my guy. Oh, oh Lord. My guy. Number 13, boy, number 13 going crazy right now. And look, look, Nick, I looked at that Seattle game, and I said, all right, Brock Brady, this is where you come back down to earth a little bit. I know Seattle's defense isn't very good, but you're going into, you know, whatever they're calling it, Lumen Field or whatever now, and, you know, they're going to be ready to go. The 12s and all the speakers are going to be at full blast with all the noise they pump in, and he's going to struggle. No, no, no. He went to work. I think he completed his first 11 passes. And Mm -hmm. I talked about it last Friday, but the play that you just mentioned, yes, you mentioned, that was his fourth read. And on that play, you know, he had a little sidestep that I loved, a little Uh -uh, to the left to to get him an angle to get to George Kittle. I mean, it was seamless. It was a little uh -uh, to the left, you know what I mean, just to get the the right angle. And, I mean, I'm seeing things from this guy that – Everything looks seamless from him. I'm still waiting for yeah. the other shoe to drop, but it doesn't look forced. He looks natural out there. He looks comfortable. I know he's got a lot of great players to play along with him, but he's looking the part right now, Nick. Yeah, there's no question. And I like the way you put it, like looking the part right now because everyone wants to jump to this to the conversation of, well, what's going to happen in 2023? And it's like three weeks ago, guys, we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and what's going to happen with him in 2023, and then he got hurt. And I'm, and that's not a, like a victory lap. Like, I feel bad for the guy. It's unfortunate, but there's so much left that has to happen before you can make those determinations. But in Brock Purdy's case right now, I think of it as like every week he's taking a test. And now he's studying for a test that he knows he gets to take because he had to do that before, but he wasn't getting to take the test every week. Now he is. And can he pass that test? And the way I look at it, he's not just passing. He's not just getting by. He, and they'd be fine with that. If he was playing C football and just not turning the ball over and, and managing the game, they would be fine with that. But the thing that has surprised me that I think has surprised the 49ers is that he's doing more than that. He's making plays outside of structure. He's keeping his eyes downfield after he makes the first rusher miss and making a play. And those are the things that I don't think a lot of people expected and a lot of rookies aren't capable of pulling off. And to your point, yes, there's going to be some bumps along the way. But one thing that really stood out to me, guys, was his first two games, the Bucks and the Dolphins, blitzed the crap out of him, to use the technical term, right? Like, they came after him, like, 33 to 36%, I think, uh, of his dropbacks, they were blitzing. The Seahawks blitzed him 7% of the time. And I wanted to see, like, how is he going to do when a team decides to just rush their front four and play coverage? And to the Niners' offensive line credit, they kept him protected. But Brock Purdy was getting through his progression. He got to that fourth read on that Kittle touchdown and got on the ball, and, and it goes for a big play. Like, those are the things that he's going to see something a little bit different every week, and how is he going to handle those things? And, to, and beyond just that, like you said, prime time, division on the line, he's banged up, it's a short week, he's got the toughest environment in football, and he goes out and he checks all those boxes and he, he passes the test with flying colors. And as long as he keeps doing that, I don't think there's any reason that this team can't go where they want to go. And the big question will be, can he do it on the biggest stage, which you get to the playoffs? But remember, guys, Jimmy Garoppolo has not played well in the playoffs. This team, this version of the 49ers, has not been in playoffs with good quarterback play. Mm. And if they get that from Brock Purdy, 
it's a whole different animal, and I think a lot of teams are going to be really sorry that they had to play him. Can't wait to see what team Trey Lance plays for next year. The Niners. Oh. Well, maybe it's the team D'Amico Ryans is going to be coaching. Cause... Well, this, is, this isn't any given Sunday. Yeah, Settle down. Uh, all right. Well, it very, very well could be. Nick, thanks for stepping away from practice for us, man. We really appreciate you. Thank you. you and have a great guys. Christmas. We'll talk to you soon. Happy yeah, holidays, you guys Nick. The same. Talk to you soon. All yeah. right. That's our man Nick Wagner right there, uh, ESPN 49ers insider. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.